0: When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder.
1: And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth. Now, I know that you want to travel. I know that you never want to stop traveling. And I know that you are concerned every once in a while that life will bring something to you, maybe a disability, maybe something temporary, maybe something that you just have to be careful. And everybody around you is going to tell you, you cannot go. I assure you of that. Uh, I just did an article for my blog, Bottom Line Personal, called Never Stop Traveling. And the last line of it was, well, everybody who says it can't be done get out of the way of the people who are doing it? Well, today we have somebody. His name is Bob Batchelor, and he is the uh, managing director of Flying Angels, who's going to tell you that you can do it, going to show you how you can never stop traveling, has a fabulous service for those of you who maybe even have given up on the ability to travel, or you need to get somewhere. You're hell-bent on getting to that wedding. You're not going to let it happen without you, or perhaps it is a medical procedure, and you need some medical tourism. If there's any reason that you are stopping yourself from traveling because of a disability, because of your health, or because of other people's attitudes, which is usually the case, we've got help for you. Bob, thank you for being with us today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to be here.
1: All right, so the first we have to to jump in here. Uh, flying angels tell me exactly what it is so people understand the kind of services that you
2: provide absolutely absolutely flying angels we have nurses and doctors around the world um, who fly with patients who have medical needs on the commercial airlines whether it's a domestic flight from Atlanta to Philadelphia or from New York to Chicago or from LA up to California anywhere in the United States we have nurses who will fly with the patient on a commercial flight um, and provide any medical care. We also have staff around the world that if somebody is in a faraway place and has some mishap um, and needs to get back to the United States but needs assistance, our nurses will fly with them. We recently did a repatriation of a citizen from Cuba uh, back to the US and we brought a young girl back who was, uh, who was actually in the Himalayas um, and had some oxygen problems. So we sent one of our nurses out and brought them back to the US. So our patients range now, anywhere from uh, our patients range anywhere from just the elderly who need minimal assistance up to patients who have significant medical problems and require extensive equipment.
1: Right, so let's uh, talk about this this is not Medivac. We want everyone to know that um, uh, Flying Angels is not a dedicated uh, airline service with their own planes. You're going to be getting your own tickets. So let's talk about that for a moment. Will the family member or the person you're transporting buy the tickets, choose the airline, and uh, is that the airline of their choice? Or are there certain airlines that simply do better, that you found in your experience do better when they're transporting somebody with needs like this?
2: When we do the service, we take care of all of the arrangements, quite literally from bedside to bedside. Um, we, will, we certainly purchase the tickets. We had a full-service in-house uh, travel department. Um, that works with all of the airlines across the across the world, um, you know whether it 's Delta American United, uh, Lufthansa, Air China, um, and many other airlines that the folks haven 't heard of. We will actually use any airline, and the choice of which airline is usually based upon um, routing cost. We're looking for the most cost-effective option. We're looking for the airlines that we have good relationships with, their medical desks, um, and, that, and that said. We do certainly uh, defer if a family has a particular uh, preference of an airline. We recently had a patient um, of means who wanted to go to uh, Slovenia, And we told them they have two options, and they said we have LOT Airlines and we have Lufthansa, and Lot was a lot less expensive, and they said, you know what, my my mother likes Lufthansa, so we flew on Lufthansa. So we will certainly do it with family input if they have a particular preference on airlines, but generally we'll work with all of them, and it's a matter of trying to find out which one's the most effective and which one's most cost-effective and most comfortable for the patient.
1: It's so, you know, you, you said Slovenia. I've been there a couple of times, and my love is the love of travel. And the kind of travel I'm generally talking about here is leisure travel. So uh, because I do that, because many of the times the folks are older, I see people, leisure travelers, with oxygen, uh, wheelchairs, certainly walkers. That's uh, a that's dime a dozen now in terms of particularly cruising Tell us about this equipment. One of the issues I know from working with groups for their advocacy groups for the disabled is that these equipment break, and the folks in the uh, airline industry, they they don't know. They don't know how to fold a wheelchair. They really don't know how to put it up in the right way. Do you help with those things if people have their own equipment, or do you help them rent it if they happen to need equipment for the travel?
2: (laughs) If a person has their own particular equipment, uh, we're certainly happy to bring it along. Usually, the case might be a wheelchair, um, as you identified, um, and we will do everything we possibly can to protect. Uh, the equipment. Unfortunately, equipment does tend to get damaged in the holds of airlines. We have wheelchairs that we use. As a matter of fact, we have all of the equipment to transport somebody. We have custom designed reclining wheelchairs that we use for many of our patients because while they're able to sit up in a plane for a period of time, it's the two or three hours before the flight and during a layover. So our, uh, our custom reclining wheelchairs um, you know we 'll send them along with our nurses, and they have a lifespan in in the cargo hold. We may get five or six missions out of them before they just get beat up and Unfortunately, despite our best efforts, um, you know things get bounced around uh, in the cargo hold of an airplane. Uh, the other equipment we bring is is kind of specific um, we do uh we have oxygen equipment um, anytime somebody 's traveling on an airline nowadays. They need to bring their own portable oxygen concentrator, which is a battery-operated device um, that concentrates oxygen for them, and we have those scattered all over the country. We have suction machines for, um, uh, for patients who have tracheostomies and need to be suctioned. Um, we have respirators. We actually have ventilators for our international transports um, that we'll use. So in, in the broadest term, if somebody tells us that they need to go from point A to point B, Uh, we will pretty much bring all of the equipment unless, you know, the family says, well, we have our own wheelchair. We don't need to bring that. What happens sometimes with our spinal cord injury patients and our quadriplegics, they'll have power chairs, um, and we can certainly transport patients with their own power chairs uh, if that's the case. And in those cases, you know, we will try to do everything we can to protect, uh, protect the wheelchair. Unfortunately, I was on a flight to Denver myself um, with a patient in a power chair and I was watching the, uh, I was watching the cargo folks unload the wheelchair and it's coming down the, uh, coming down the ramp off yep. the aircraft and coming I watch down. it fall Why off. It I, mm. I, I watch it fall off the, uh, the ramp and hit the ground. So, you know, then we worked with the insur- we worked with, you know, the airline as far as, you know, getting it repaired and getting the damages, you know, fixed for the client because these chairs are obviously, the power chairs are very expensive.
1: So, one of the things that uh, we'll be talking about in our next section is what does this cost? What about insurance? How does it get covered? But before we leave, because we have about a minute to go, uh, we're talking about equipment. Well, one of the things we hear about a lot is the use of service dogs. Uh, People have anxiety. uh, They are very attached to these dogs, and the airlines allow them to fly with them, sometimes with good results, and sometimes you hear some horror stories um, about how the animal is treated. Do you ever have that occasion where people are flying with a service dog instead of uh, inanimate equipment?
2: Recently, the airlines have been clamping down on on their use of or people's use of animals. Um, while ser- while registered service animals are still allowed, um, the airlines are. Um, are clamping down on what people can bring um, as far as their their comfort animal if you will you know the, the peacock you know the airlines aren't letting people bring those on and as a matter of fact i think two of the airlines now um, are no longer allowing comfort animals on a flight um, of more than eight hours at all so we've had a few cases where we do have service animals
1: Very, very interesting. All right, well, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break, but I want to remind you that this is all part of what you have asked me to bring uh, to our show. We are the only show on successful aging that's been syndicated, and one of the main things the AARP tells us that 54% of everybody who is retiring say that the number one thing they want to do, that's over 50%, is travel all of their life. And years ago, I created something called the Ageless Traveler. You can go online and take a look at theagelesstraveler.com, making it easy but also giving you emotional encouragement to always travel. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to find out where you can find flying angels because this is one of the things that maybe you need today. Maybe somebody you love needs. One of the things I'm hearing, and we're going to talk about this in our next segment, is that caregivers, the the children, the adult children of you folks in that are not traveling.
0: They're staying because they can't take their loved ones. Well, maybe not. Don't go anywhere. Really we'll get you in the air. You may think that, that I'm full of it, but that doesn't, doesn't bother me not even, not even a bit. Because I am happy. happy. And for my age. Da,
1: da, da, da. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And we are really making big changes. We're making changes in our sound. We're making changes in the way we outreach to you. Very soon, you'll be able to actually ask us questions on the air. We'll be able to answer them. And uh, we're joining all kinds of new forums so that you can be in touch with us. So let me tell you one of the most important ones is Bottom Line Personal. There is now a a blog, an independent blog on Bottom Line Personal. You can just look at Adrian Berg, Bottom Line Personal. And one of the articles, one of the many articles we have posted there in our blog called Aging for Beginners is Never Stop Traveling. This is one of my personal life goals. I just clocked in at 82 countries, went to my 82nd country, and a lot of those were within the last 10 years. Why? Well, because as we get older, we get a little bit more time, and we can do that. I never want you to stop traveling, so I created the Ageless Traveler, but we need services, and there's a unique service we are speaking right now with Bob Batchelor, who is the Managing Director of Flying Angels. I'd like you to get a pencil and paper. You all know. You get lazy. I know that because you know that it's going to be on our website starting Wednesday. But I want to tell you how to find Flying Angels because this could be literally a lifesaver if you need to travel or if you want to travel. So, Bob, before we go into any of our questions that we want to bring out, just tell everybody where to find Flying Angels.
2: Well, the easiest place to find Flying Angels is just online. I would just tell you to go to www.waitforitflyingangels.com for it flyingangels.com, or simply right.
0: Google <laughs>
2: flying angels and you'll get you'll find us pretty quickly.
1: Now I would imagine that a lot of the people calling or interested in this are not the person with the disability but their loved ones, their family members I know you deal with all ages so maybe in some cases. It's- parents of young children, but in many cases, it's going to be the caregivers. The adult children, what we call the 50-year-old child, uh, will be trying to arrange for mom and dad to get to a wedding or to get to to a vacation. And I will tell you personally, I have friends who are not traveling right now. They have all the time and all the means in the world, but they feel they can't leave their parent, and they don't know how to take their parent. So give us some examples of a good way to, to break through those barriers so that they feel assured that if the family travels together, it'll all work out.
2: Well, if they travel with our service, I would probably say in about a third of our cases, family members are accompanying um, our nurse and, and a patient. Um, as, as you identified, um, many of the clients we're transporting are, are, the, are the very seasoned um, you know, they can be in their 80s and, and often now in their 90s, um, and their children who want to move them are in their 60s or 70s and, and may have their own, you know, physical limitations um, themselves. Um, so they want one of our staff, one of our nurses, uh, to travel with them and their parents um, on, a particular, or on a particular case. Um, so in about a third of the cases we do, family members will be going along uh, with our nurse and the patient.
1: Sure, because, for example, a, a client of mine and a very good friend, too, uh, her mom lived in Florida for many years, but now at age 92, I believe, it was not possible. A lot of things happened there that did not go well with a caregiver, a, a hired caregiver, and she had to fly mom to mm-hmm. the state of New Jersey to oh, to go into a different kind of assisted living near her. So that's an example where the older adult child would be traveling with a parent just to relocate them, maybe nearer to them. So that, that's one issue. Another issue, of course, as I said, could be a temporary, one-time, wonderful event, uh, like a, a family affair that they mm-hmm. want them to be present at. And the third, which I deal with a lot, is uh, that they actually have chosen a senior-friendly vacation where once they get off the plane and get to their destination, it becomes easy. It could even be a cruise that they're flying to take, and of course, cruises are, are fairly well equipped to help people enjoy a vacation, even if they have some disability. Just got to get there, and that's what mm-hmm. the Flying Angels does. Now, now let's go back to that for a minute. So there are all these ways and reasons that people uh, should use this. Now, you talked about the the caregiver, the the person that you provide to help them on the plane. Is that the same person? that takes them to the airport and goes on the plane with them, or is it two different people, and what are their qualifications?
2: Well, our service is literally a bedside-to-bedside service. So once we send out one of our nurses, um, and all of our nurses um, are critical care trained, um, uh, trained, U.S.-trained registered nurses, the vast majority of them have 10 to 15 to 20 years of, of ICU critical care experience. So, these are some pretty high-speed people, and, and the reason you know, we set these minimums, you know, higher than even air ambulance companies, is you know, we're transporting people, you know, across the Pacific and over the North Pole, you know, where we'll have the patient alone with the nurse for, you know, on a commercial airline, obviously, but you know, it's the nurse taking care of the patient for, you know, six to eight hours, where you know, there's no, there are no places to stop, um, so we need to make sure that our nurses can really handle. Um, any eventuality and, in fact, avoid any problems. I often say that our nurses are not there to react to emergencies. Our nurses are there to prevent emergencies. Um, so that's why all of our staff are, you know, experienced, certified, critical care registered nurses with flight physiology and aviation training, um, you know, as far as, as far as that goes. Um, yeah, so what, as far as transporting the patient... Uh, yes, it would be the, the same person who goes uh-huh. to the facility or the house um, where the patient is, and that nurse will ride with the patient in a, either a sedan or a wheelchair van or an ambulance to the airport and then stays with the patient all the way through the flights and then takes the patient, once they get to their destination, takes them to where they need to go. So they're under the care of one of our nurses from the moment they leave their bedside to the moment they get to their bedside at the other end.
1: You know, I remember a conversation I had with the author Gail Sheehy, who uh, is wonderful, and she wrote passages, for those of you who don't remember that, but the passages has to do with being a baby boomer. And her husband did get cancer. He eventually had throat cancer. And what did he want to do? He wanted to go to Paris, and he wanted to eat in the restaurant that they loved together. And she's written a book about that, too, what it meant to be a caregiver. Well, he could not eat he had a feeding tube and yet they were able to do this one fabulous thing in their life which was get on a plane go to paris go to that restaurant for the very last time it's very sad there's no question about it it informed her life and her beliefs forever and her books on it are wonderful but the fact is they did it now if people can do that and with the help of flying angels you can do something like that we no longer have an excuse that we must stay home and look at the four walls, or we can never... I have heard people say, you know, this is the fountain of truth. Bob, I've heard people say we're not going to travel till mom dies, because they are so worried about leaving her. Well, take her with you, and let everybody <laughs> have a wonderful time. You know, don't can give me that. Be we'll down be, yeah, we'll be back, man. and we're going to talk about what don't is this going to cost me? me. I know you guys.
0: I, I know you're thinking about
1: that. We'll be and back a freely in a
0: minute. I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da da da. You may think that I'm full of it. That doesn't bother me, not even a bit. Cause I am happy. And I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age.
1: And hello, hello, hello once again. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And I know that you guys listen at different uh, times because you're in different time zones and at different times of day uh, and even different days because we have Saturday shows and Sunday shows. So let me just give you a quick recap. I'm here today with Bob Batchelor. He is the Managing Director of uh, Flying Angels, and you can find Flying Angels simply by going to flyingangels.com. And uh, I have for many years uh, thought about what happens after age 80, 90, uh, and maybe even older, when you can no longer travel. And it's a state of mind. You think you can no longer travel. So I created something called the Ageless Traveler, a way where there are hints and tips, protocols, and services to help people never stop traveling. When I heard about Flying Angels, my eyes lit up. I was so excited to hear that you can have someone who is a registered nurse, 100% trained, take you on a trip, whether it's going to be a pleasure destination, a festival for the family, or you're moving to assisted living or to be near your family members. And family members can also now travel even if they are your caregiver and they don't want to leave you at home. You just simply go together. What a wonderful thing. Uh, So we get talking a little bit more about that, and everybody is thinking, gee, this is good. What's it going to cost me? And Bob Batchelor is very, very uh, candid about explaining the difference between travel insurance, trip insurance, and, of course, flying angels. So tell us a little bit about that, Bob.
2: Well, I don't have a particular dog in the hunt as far as which insurance company people use. But I'll tell you what, anybody who travels overseas should always buy travel insurance. And what I found is people sometimes get mixed up between trip insurance and travel insurance. Trip insurance will pay for the value of your tickets if something happens, but it won't do anything else. Travel insurance will pay for medical care overseas and will pay to repatriate you back to the United States, whether it's with us or with an air ambulance or whatever is needed. Uh, so we do a lot of work with the tra- great travel insurance companies um, around the country. Uh, they will often just call us up and they say we will have a member who was on a cruise in Europe and they're in Italy or they were, they were skiing in the Alps and something happened to them. Go get them and bring them home. And you know that's that's paid pretty much entirely by the travel insurance company. Um, unfortunately, domestically, insurance medical insurance does not pay for non-emergency medical transportation um, or surgery or transportation for elective procedures or even even rehabilitation um, cases. We work with some of the large rehabilitation hospitals around the country, and the insurance company will pay for the rehabilitation. But it's up to the family to get the person to the rehabilitation hospital on their own. So in these situations, uh, it, it is a private pay situation. Um, and I would encourage people to just go to our website. We have maps of approximate costs of, of what, uh, what the costs would be. Um, but you know, there are other options of ground providers. But what we found is for longer-distance trips, you know, we are by far the most cost-effective way uh, to get anybody anywhere in the country.
1: And, you know, I just want to remind everyone that um, when you do travel abroad and if you even move abroad or retire abroad, your Social Security will follow you. But your Medicare will not. So you can't expect too much. Now, there is such a thing as international health insurance that you can buy, and that is just separate health insurance that will cover some of these things. But that's because you have health insurance, not because you have travel insurance or because you have trip insurance. And as Bob said, trip insurance is generally used for people who are concerned that they may not make the trip uh, and they'll have to cancel their trip. It's really trip cancellation. Travel is the health component, and different policies will allow you to just go home. Uh, Other policies will... uh, evacuate you from uh, areas where they don't have the health care that you need and bring you to a health care that's available. And the uh, premium ones will take you to the health care facility of your choice. So there are differences, even in travel insurance. But when you uh, have elected to move across country or go on a cruise or go to an all-inclusive hotel, which makes it easy to, to bring mom or dad, that's your choice, and it's really part of your the cost of going on your trip and having your wonderful vacation. So that's private pay, and as Bob says, if you go to Flying Angels, you'll be able to see more or less what the costs are, and of course you'll you'll find out a little bit more about that. So one of the things that I, I'm thinking about, uh, Bob, as I'm speaking with you, is that uh, people, after a certain age, starting around age 80, 85, there's a lot of studies on this, they still want to travel and they have given up. They've decided they cannot do it, despite the fact that they want to. Other people really uh, feel that they're very happy at home. They don't need to go, but those that do. So how many folks, I'm very interested, how many folks are calling for themselves? It's not the family member. It's not the parent or the adult child that's trying to transport them. These are people who are uh, what I call the super-agers. They want to get there and they want to see if they can get there with your help and then enjoy themselves, do you find that the market, or is it is it not?
2: That's a small percentage of the cases that we get. Um, the, the vast majority of cases that we get are the family members of the patient um, because they are they're caring for their their husband or their or their aging parent, um, and they they are in a situation where you know the aging parent is. You know in Florida, and they want to move them up now again, we do get calls from the folks that you're mentioning. Um, we do get calls from from people who want to travel uh, with their spouse um, and they're both you know they're they're both in their eighties and they want somebody to go along with them uh, to make sure that we get them there um, to get them to you know the the cruise terminal or to get them to uh, get them to europe um, so they can do that uh, vacation and in those cases it's usually uh I, I, my experience has been as a husband and, uh, and a spouse who want to travel together, and, and it's the combination. Right. Yes,
1: one of the things we talk about a lot, Bob, is how people age. Uh, there is no such thing as uh, aging; is not a number. It makes no sense to say that two sixty-year-olds or two fifty-year-olds are uh, are the same, just as two babies aren't the same. But the fact is that couples, significant others, they age differently. So do friends. So you may have one person who's very active with no issues and the other one who has terrible issues uh, physically, but they both loved to travel together. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, the one who has no impairment has to stay home. They just don't have their companion anymore. And they don't want to go alone, so they don't go. And that, to me, is, is tragic. But if the other person could go with them, whether it's their husband, wife, significant other, friend, whatever it is, wow. Then, very often, they can change the type of vacation they go on, but they could still go. So uh, when I did all the research for Ageless Traveler, I found that the other uh, component to what you're talking about, how you can have a wonderful time once you get there. Uh, twice, I will tell everybody, twice, I actually traveled with people that have ALS. Uh, once was a snorkeling trip, believe it or not, in La Paz, Mexico. And there's a picture of the gentleman in his kayak. Uh, He could not move, but he had two companions with him. And his wife was a nurse, by the way. And the other uh, was very recently on a cruise where the person with ALS was sitting next to me uh, in the evening uh, show that they had on the cruise. And we spoke. So you see, I, I, I I find these people incredibly inspiring, almost bringing me to tears because they are able to do what they want to do in life despite every single drawback you could think of. And part of this is knowing these services, which is why I bring Flying Angels to your attention if you haven't heard of them before. So we're going to take a little bit of a break again, Bob. But before we do, tell everybody again your simple website and a couple of things they'll find if they go there.
2: Well, if you just go to flyingangels.com, uh, we actually try to have as much information on that site, it'll, it'll tell you about our team. Um, there's infographics on how the process works, kind of breaking it down line by line. There's several scenarios, some of which you described, um, on how to do that. Um, and there's also, again, a kind of ballpark price sheet so people can get an idea of, of what the costs are, um, so there's no surprises.
1: And you know what? This is just a wonderful service. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about how you can get a general idea of the places that you could go, where when once you get there, you still have the ability to have care. And how the folks at Flying Angels, although they are point-to-point service, as Bob has explained to me, they can still help you with who you might want to connect with when you get to let's call it the other side. I don't know if I want to call it that right now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> for us, we will
0: be back in just a moment. And remember, you stop traveling. not bother we'll be right there. me not even a bit cuz I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da, 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 da. I think that I'm full of it. But that doesn't bother me not even a bit cuz I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate
1: for my age. Da, 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 da. And hello hello hello. I say this every week and I promise myself I'm not going to say it you heard it already. I can't believe we're in the last part of the show. It just runs away with us. And we are here with Bob Bachelor and of course I hope, and I mean this as a pun intended, that your imagination has begun to soar. Because with flying angels, you never have to stop traveling. And if it's air travel you need, you have that at your fingertips. Uh, And I asked Bob again, how how is the best way to find you? And he said, well, you know what? You can go to our website, to flyingangels.com. That's very easy. But I love when people Google our company, because they see great testimonials. And I think that's a a wonderful thing to say, Bob. So now you know, because you certainly do want to know that this is uh, the most caring group and this is some uh, safety is is critical. But I was talking about people who I met along the way who've inspired me. These are people who were pretty impaired. I myself don't know how I would have coped with their issues, but they coped. By embracing life and going out and traveling, uh, and Bob, uh, I had asked him, "You must have plenty of stories that are very inspirational." He said, "Oh yeah." So Bob, let's go ahead with the ones that, that really stood out to you.
2: Ab- absolutely, the uh, one of one of my all time favorite um, one of my favorite uh, stories um, was a couple of years ago we had a gentleman who uh, was actually stormed the beach at Normandy, um, and he wanted to go back for a reunion. Um, and he was, he, obviously, he was in his 90s. Um, he was wheelchair-bound, couldn't walk at all. Um, he, had, he had oxygen needs. Uh, he had He had quite a number of medical needs, but he very much wanted to get back. And, you know, when this request came in, you know, I, I said, There's, we're going to make this happen. There's absolutely no way this is not going to happen. Uh, so we coordinated um, with our team, uh, one of our nurses, and we actually coordinated with a uh, with company we work with um, in, in France. Um, and we actually made sure that our nurse took this patient and flew him out uh, um, to France where we found a care provider uh, that was able to take care of them, but to be fair, he had so many people around him he probably didn 't need the care provider. Uh, <laughs> he was able to go to his reunion. Um, our nurse actually stayed um, in the area uh, while, uh, while this was there and uh, and three days later, uh, we were able to fly him back uh, to the u s and and it was a, it was a, a tremendously emotionally uh, rewarding event to be able to to get this gentleman back. Um, you know, As a representative of the greatest generation, it was, it was truly a high honor for us to be able to do that. Um, we also had a case um, only a year ago uh, with a woman who didn't have any family here in the US. Uh, unfortunately, even her children had passed away and there was a reunion uh, that she wanted to go to um, in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, and she wanted to get there, so we coordinated with the facility where she was at um, to actually have one of our nurses come out and take her to, to Ireland, um, and, you know, they had the reunion there. It was, again, it was a, it was a you know, she was, was surrounded by family probably for the first time in, in five years um, that she actually got a chance to see family, you know, blood relatives uh, who were out there, um and again i think she was out there for four or five days um our nurse stayed in in country at the time um and then our nurse wound up flying her back um and and she said it was you know one of the greatest the the patient uh said it was one of the greatest experiences of our life and our nurse actually was in tears telling the story you know of how wonderful it was that Yeah, this woman was a changed person, you know, coming back. She was she was so forlorn before she went and she went and saw family for the first time in years and and had that bond back. And I understand she actually wound up starting connecting and chatting on social media on a regular basis with her family after that event. So It's it's such wonderful.
1: Yeah, it is very touching. I'll tell two stories that's very quick. Good one, not such a good one. The reason I started this, Bob, this idea of the Ageless Traveler, was I went to Australia, uh, and I was brought there by the company to make sure that it was a senior-friendly, senior-friendly trip. And I knew that one of the women in this trip had Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't think anybody else knew, but it was clear to me. And she was with her um, her niece, who had uh, taken her there. And it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. And I asked the woman if she had any uh, suggestions for anyone who wanted to travel all their life. And she said, yes, take the hard trips first. And I, I will always, always remember <laughs> that. And it was, it was great. Uh, I also was a speaker on a trip, and this is the other uh, catalyst, why I think what you're doing is so important in this world. Uh, I was also on a trip. To, it was actually a business uh, meeting type of trip where they added sightseeing, and it was Switzerland. And I really enjoyed uh, speaking with one fellow, and his name happened to have been Bob. The next year when I was rehired as speaker, uh, they um, he wasn't there, and I asked, why not? And they said to me, well, we wouldn't let him come on the trip. He had so much difficulty flying over, and by the time he came to us, he was so debilitated that we were afraid of the liability. And we did not let him come on the trip. This stayed with me. This is maybe 20 years ago. It I don't like it. It made me angry. And so, therefore, I think flying angels is so important. And before we leave you, um, one more time. I know it's easy to find you, but tell us again. Bob, are you with us? I'm here, yes. Yes, go ahead. Tell us again how to find you.
2: I I would simply encourage people to go to www.FlyingAngels or, as I encourage people to do, just Google Flying Angels. You'll find our site, and you'll also find what other people have said about us, which I think is more important.
1: Well, thank you very much. And uh, for everybody else, remember that this show really belongs to you. If you have a guest that you would like to have on the show, or a topic as you've been asking us about this particular topic in terms of travel at any age. Uh, for the baby boomers out there who were having difficulty, they told me, uh, traveling. They love to travel, but they couldn't fulfill that uh, desire because of their older parents. Remember, half of all 60 year olds have a living parent. So this is a very prevalent kind of thing. You just go to Generation Bold Radio generationboldradio.com and let us know you're there and ask the question that you would like to ask just by going to Ask Adrian
0: and get out there, kids
1: and make it happen